It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them all? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. I once again welcome you to another Estate Planning Essentials podcast and radio program. My name is Don Crawford Jr., the appreciative owner of KWM Radio and co-host of this program, honestly, wisely, aggressively seeking to protect your family, your assets, and you. And I'm sitting with my co-host, my attorney, my friend who should be your attorney once again, and his name is Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don, and happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, too. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. I hope you're prepared for 2024. Um, this program is certainly geared to that, that's for sure. Maybe 2026, though, since it's two years away. But you wanted to talk to the audience today, Michael, and I'm getting right to the point because there's, there's a lot here. You wanted to provide six ways to transfer assets to eliminate estate taxes before the law changes in two years. That's right. Okay. Yeah, so and so this is going to be really more for people who have larger estates. I know a lot of shows we do are on smaller estates. Last week we talked about small estates affidavits and affidavits of heirship, probate is a minimum of title a lot of times. We talked about different things. Of course, every one of our shows uh, are we have a podcast, and mm-hmm. it could be um, – you can see that or listen to that uh, on our website of DallasElderLawyer.com. Mm-hmm. But so, but this one is going to be more on uh, what to do to re- so that your estate tax would be either eliminated or reduced if you have a larger estate. Now, again, most people won't have a large estate, um, but for some who do, you say, "What can I do to now act?" Before the law changes, mm-hmm. so right now uh, in twenty as of twenty twenty four, it's thirteen million six hundred and ten thousand. So very few people are affected. Mm-hmm. However, that law, remember President Trump, and this is not to be political or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He signed things called the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, mm-hmm. which doubled the amount that you could give. Uh, at death, mm-hmm. and so what was at one time six hundred thousand during the president when President Bush took over and decided that, that would be uh, too small that there shouldn't even have any estate tax at all. Uh, Trump added to that, but that law sunsets on January first, twenty twenty six. Okay, so it's going to go down to one half of whatever it is in twenty twenty five at the end of twenty twenty five. So if you figure it's going to be because the cost of living is going to go up to let's say somewhere between fourteen and fifteen million, that the estate tax would be on the states and when I say estates that means everything, of somewhere between seven, seven and a half million, I'm guessing. We'll find out for sure. Right. Uh, so if you count your retirement accounts, your uh, homestead, your life insurance uh, if all those assets, not only the things that would go by probate, but your total assets, if that exceeds that limit, 
then you're being subject to state taxes which are very high. Mm-hmm. And so some people who are more well-to-do would want to take advantage and reduce the size of their estate so that there would be no estate tax or or at least reduce it. So how do you do that? Well, there's. I'm just going to mention a few different ways. One, let's say you have a grandchild uh, and you wanted to uh, give – provide for the grandchild's young. Let's say the grandchild was just born and you wanted to make the money go tax deferred. Uh, so a lot of times people give to contribute to a 529. I know I did this when my children were either just born and I had the money grow tax deferred and mm-hmm. I have a kid in college right now. Right. And so we have we had put aside quite a well, it wasn't that much originally, mm-hmm. but it grew. And what's that called? A five twenty nine? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Very so helpful. in other words, the money grows tax deferred, and if you use it for like things like college tuition, uh, things like that, then you could it, it, you don't get taxed on that growth. Of course, if you don't use it for college, then you would get taxed on that. Right. So, yeah. so right now, uh, as we talked about on a show a couple weeks ago, the estate tax limit, uh, excuse me, the gift tax limit, is. Um, going to be, as of January 1st, $18,000 a year per person, okay. per person. So let's say you had this grandchild that was young. You could technically give up to five years of that uh, for that 529 without there being a gift tax. So you could do that. Uh, now, you'd have a duty to report, but you could give. So that's five times 18 would be 90000 from just one uh, if there's two grandparents, then that means 180000 Great. And then that money could grow. And believe me, I, the cost of college is outstripping oh. uh, cost of living yeah. uh, c- considerably. Uh, I know there was a lot of – I remember reading something about uh, in the paper a couple weeks ago about TCU being more expensive than Harvard now because of the great increase. Oh, my gosh. Um, well. You know, it's – I will tell you, since I have a daughter, it's at a very expensive – private school, uh, that it's very costly. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it'd be shocking to most people at the private universities, they're often $70,000, $80,000 a year. And it's only going up. Right. So anyway, if you're well-to-do and you say, oh, I want – especially if they're younger, then you could contribute to this um, 529 to have five years. And mm-hmm. uh, you would have to – the grandparent, you have to live the five years, though. Right. Uh, so you could take the advantage of the full amount. Now, if the person uh, – let's say the grandparent, um, the child, the grandchild was already close to college age, you remember we talked about uh, on a show a couple weeks ago, you could give directly to that college. Right. And there's no limit of the 18000 a year. Don't give it to yourself. You you, ju- you just give it right to the college. Oh, okay. You give it directly to the college for that tuition or whatever. Okay. Uh, so the the bottom line is you could take advantage of 529s and this five years mm. uh, advantage to reduce the size of your estate if you have too large of an estate. Um, okay. And so then if you did die, uh, and that was, let's say it was after 2026, then this reduces the size of your estate, so it reduces any potential estate tax. And then what happens after the five years? Well, you have... After the five years, you've you've already taken. There was no uh, gift tax. Mm-hmm. It's just if you died within the five years, okay. that you wouldn't get the full deduction. I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so maximizing gifts to a college plan would be 
uh, one thing. And by the way, uh, as of January 1st, 2024, um, 529s are no longer counted as income if they apply for federal student aid. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, another thing is to take advantage of the lifetime gifts now or at least before 2026. Remember we said that the estate tax limit is going up from 12920 to 13610 You had asked me on a show a couple weeks ago when we were talking about other uh, gift tax laws and income taxes and what to do before the end of the year and gifting. You said, well, can't you give more than the $18,000 a year? And you just have a duty to file a gift tax return, that is the donor. In our example, the grandparent has a duty to report to the IRS, even if there would be no gift tax due. So in year 2024, technically, let's say you had never made gifts in your lifetime, you could give, in addition to the 529s or the that we just mentioned, or 18000 a year, you could give $13 million $610,000 as of January 1st, 2024. However, I told you that law sunsets in 2026, mm -hmm. but they're not having a clawback. So if I gave anything more than, let's say, the estate tax limit and gift tax limit is $7 million in 2026, if I gave $10 million in 2024, not that I'm going to, but if I did, but if I had a really large estate, then um, they're not going to say, well, that was more than the $7 million because they, what, they'll look at the year that you made the gift. Okay. So technically, you could give up to the $13,610,000, and even if the estate tax limit is $7 million in 2026, it's not uh, – it's, it's okay. Good. So if for people who have larger than that and they wanted to make a gift, they could do that and take advantage of what you could give up until the law changes. Mm -hmm. And it changes on January 1st of 2026, so two years? Yeah, two basically. years. Then it's okay. going to be half of what it was at the yeah. end of 2025. Okay. So you might take advantage of the fact that it's large. The estate tax, lar the gift tax, the amount that you give now, is larger than it's going to be in in 2026, which is going to be. It comes up uh, before you know it. Right. So if you, that happens too, but maybe with a new Congress, new Senate, new House, well, new president, subject you never to know. politics. Right, exactly. Yeah. So anything I tell you today could change tomorrow. Exactly. And, and so you know. And that's a good point uh, that should be realized. So you may wait till later mm -hmm. to see what happens in mm -hmm. elections because, um, you know, when in 20 – during the Obama administration, there was a lot of concern that they were going to reduce the state tax limit from $5 million to $1 million. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people made gifts before thinking that the law was going to be changing uh, if they had an estate that was, let's say, somewhere between $1 and $5 million. But that law never changed. And so they may have made a gift, and they said, oh, gee, I, I'm not going to rush to do that anymore right. uh, because that may change. And maybe – so who knows? And also there was talk uh, – on the other hand, they could reduce it. Uh, so there had been talk a few years ago about reducing it from the uh, – from what it is now – twelve million nine twenty going up to thirteen million six ten to three million dollars. Mm. So then so if you think that maybe it may even go reverse, because there's no it's all politics. Mm -hmm. And 
so some people say, well, let's reduce the deficit by lower and having the well-to-do uh, pay more tax by reducing the estate tax limit. On the other hand, uh, there's the view of why should we pay taxes for dying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and besides the fact that, as we're going to talk about a few more things, a lot of times well-to-do people can find about different ways to make gifts or to do things or to do planning to reduce the size of the estate. So the amount that we get from estate and gift taxes is really nominal in the scheme of things. Right. So it depends on, and I'm not saying one way or another. I'm just saying here's the different views. I, mm-hmm. to me, I'm just Baskin Robbins telling you the different flavors. So it's just different. It's not. It's not a right or wrong thing. Right. Uh, so, uh, but if you, so it could be that your point is well taken. That you may wait, but and see what the political winds may be showing mm-hmm. before you do anything. Now it could be that. No matter who's elected, they, they may, because the deficit is so large, they might say, well, this is the law and we'll just let it happen. Right. But we'll see. We don't, we don't know. We, we'll know in the next two years, though. Yeah, we know. And that is a critical thing that you just brought up, and that is the debt that this country owes. They've got to do something about that. They can't just keep spending like this or we're going to be in big, big trouble. Yeah. And so you, there has to be something uh, that will have to happen. Mm-hmm. We have to reduce asset. I mean, reduce uh, our deficit in mm-hmm. some way. They keep kicking uh, the can down the road, Michael. It's, you know, it's, it's insane. Just, you know, it's just like what we talked about on a show, uh, which wouldn't be popular politically. So we talk about things that are not. Anytime you it cost p- people money, they mm-hmm. don't want to hear it. Right. Well, remember, we you had asked. I think one time. You know, what can we do? How are we going to deal with Medicare and such? And we said, well, what about you know, on increasing the age before you're eligible for Medicare. Right. Because everything else, we're talking about everything else seems to be increasing in age as people live longer. I saw uh, that now, of course, we're getting out of the COVID realm, and the age expectancy has gone back up to almost like 78 is the average now. Mm-hmm. But it was higher pre-COVID right? Uh, and also prior to some of all these drug addictions, the fentanyls of the world. Um, so it's still not what it was pre-COVID, but still people are living longer. So we had the, uh, you know, nowadays we talked about on uh, retirement account uh, distributions. It's been increased from 70 and a half and will eventually go up to 75. Well, that means that be a longer time before you take out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it could be that, you know, medic, the Social Security, you don't have to take out till age 70. Uh, it used to be that we thought when these laws were originally passed, uh, life, average life expectancy probably was 70. Mm-hmm. So when if you had Medicare at 65, okay, they're not going to live that much longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we don't have that much of a deficit, too. But, Laws that were changed decades ago, uh, well— People are living longer, so right. maybe you need to revisit those things. Good point. And I don't like the fact that they just keep delaying and saying, it's not my problem, I won't be alive anyway. That's fiscally irresponsible. I don't have any children, Michael, um, so I won't have any gan- grandchildren. You probably will, mentioning your two daughters. So you should be concerned about them, whoever you are listening. And even if you're not, what about this country? Don't you have the moral duty to protect it from spendthrifts who people don't? from people who don't 
really care and are so myopic in their thinking that it's going to come back to haunt them. But uh, in the meantime, um, if you if that matters to you, that's another reason to attend Michael's workshop. If it doesn't matter to you, you still need to attend because it's going to be very beneficial for you because uh, you can learn about uh, many things at that workshop that Michael can teach on estate planning and government assistance. And that is scheduled right now for Tuesday, January the 9th at 10 o'clock. And Michael... Tell them where the workshop is, that it's free, it's in person, and then what goes on, please. Yeah, it's a free estate planning essentials workshop now. Uh, as the new year begins, uh, talk about what you could do and plan for the future for yep. you and your loved ones. Yep. Um, we ask people what they want to know. And it could be on wills, or it could be on trust, or it could be on powers of attorney, or it could be on how to get governmental assistance, or it could be on some of these things that we're talking about today, although I don't know that I've ever had anybody ask questions like that we were talking about today Mm -hmm. uh, at a workshop. And we've been doing these workshops for over 10 years. So you never know what questions are going to be asked. Uh, They may ask ask something about this, or people sometimes ask about estate planning to reduce the size of estate taxes. Sure. Um, But in any event, we ask people what they want to know. Mm-hmm. And although there is a presentation uh, on the basics, uh, most of the time it's been on whatever it is that you want to know. Uh, the workshop is held at just to the north of Medical City Hospital, which is at Forest and uh, Central Expressway, 75. So it's real close to um, 75 and 635. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to access. Good. Uh, it shouldn't be as much traffic at 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm. Uh, so uh, it's it's very simple. You just go to the conference center in our building, and um, we'll a- answer whatever questions that you want to know. It's free. It's two hours. Uh, and then if you do go to that free essentials, uh, state planning essentials workshop, then we allow you to have a one-hour free vision meeting with me as well. No obligation. So basically three free hours of legal uh, education mm-hmm. without any obligation and without any cost. Uh, to attend that free estate planning essentials workshop, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102. That's 214 214- Seven two zero zero one zero two, or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com. By the way, that's the same site that you can get podcasts yeah. or any of the articles. I usually write four or five articles a month. Right. If you're interested in all sorts of different topics. Your newsletter? Is that where you Yeah, I have newsletter? a newsletter, but it's mm-hmm. also, we, uh, we have a newsletter. The newsletter is pu- published there. Mm-hmm. Also, the podcast, so this show and, and all the other shows, at least in recent years, mm-hmm. uh, have been on a podcast. So right. if you wanted to listen to something on, let's say, public benefits as opposed to right now we're talking about this uh, large estates, uh, it could be any topic. It could be on powers of attorney. It could be on uh, wills versus trust. It could be on any number of topics. We have uh, we've talked about something almost different every time we have this radio show mm-hmm. uh, and podcast. So you could listen to anything at your own convenience uh, by just going to that Dallas Elder Lawyer uh, website, uh, DallasElderLawyer.com. I think you'll find the enjo- uh, the workshop enjoyable. Mm-hmm. There'll be something, a little something to eat, and there'll be coffee uh, for and to get your put in your free KWAM coffee mug. I know that you know Christmas. Some people say there's more than one day to Christmas. 
So if it was, if, you know, Christmas just passed, but some people say there's like 13 days to Christmas. Some people say it's 365 days. Well, certainly by what you can get at the stores. I used oh, to, true. I mean, the decorations are pre, certainly pre-Halloween and nowadays. <laughs> I, I assume that as time goes by, July 4th, time to start thinking about Christmas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, you may be right, unfortunately. Yeah. So anyway, free KWM coffee mug. Who can ask for anything more? If you forgot, you can. It's not too late. Just go to that free estate planning essentials workshop. You'll be a little bit late for Christmas, but it'll be the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but I appreciate it very much. Thank you for promoting KWM and um, attend this next workshop. You'll learn so much. Um, dial two one four seven two zero zero one zero two or go to Dallas Elder Lawyer dot com. Michael is talking about how to transfer assets to eliminate estate taxes before the law changes in two years. Well, we want to create a program always that warns people. I hate to use the word warning because it's negative, but we want to warn you in case that some of these things still remain in place in two years, even though they could change. And for the phrase that I've used quite often is air beware. Uh, we want you to be aware of what's going on. Uh, to possibly happen in either two weeks or two years, and that's why Michael's been doing this show for so long. So, Michael, other ways they can transfer assets. Well, there's different ways to do trust. No. Uh, use irrevocable trust. So I'll mention a few of them. Uh, one is an irrevocable life insurance trust. Mm -hmm. So let's say you have a life insurance policy, and you want it to pay the taxes. So sometimes people do this certain type of trust, the beneficiary typically, so you could give up the annual exclusion, the 18000 as of January 1, right. uh, into the trust to pay the premium. And by having what's called a power for the beneficiary to withdraw, it's called a crummy power, crummy based power. on crummy versus the IRS commissioner. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after a few years, then it's not part of your estate. So if you died within the three years, if you do it that way, there's two ways of doing it, then it would be included in your estate. So sure. the other way of doing it is putting the money into the trust, the irrevocable life insurance trust, and then purchasing a new policy, and then you won't have that three-year waiting period. But in any event, it's a gift. And so whatever that that gift will now reduce the size of the estate. Okay. So that's typically on larger estates, and you have life insurance to pay uh, for it. Now, sometimes there's another type of irrevocable trust, and I hate to say this, these words because it's going to blow a lot of people's mind when I say an intentionally mm -hmm. defective grantor trust. Mm -hmm. So that's a trust where you might want the income, but it's a completed gift. It has a present interest. So uh, so you might say, usually they'll have like certain language, like a power of substitution or the ability to make a loan without uh, security. So you're taxed on the income, but it's considered a gift. We talked about this earlier in the year because there was some uh, a IRS ruling uh, as far as uh, their, their determination that that would be considered a completed gift, mm -hmm. so it would not be a part of your estate, so you wouldn't get the step-up in basis. So you have to be con – uh, if you gave something that was appreciated, be careful on – you wouldn't want to use this, perhaps, uh, to put uh, your appreciated assets in that type of trust. Okay. Um, also, sometimes there's a – 
so there could be where you want to be taxed on the income, but not, but you want to have a completed gift. Another way is, let's say you didn't care about that. You didn't care about the income. You just wanted credit protection. You didn't have any existing creditors. I had somebody came in this week that they had gotten in a car accident, and they wanted to uh, have an irrevocable trust to avoid credit to get credit protection. I said it doesn't work that way. No. You cannot defraud creditors. Right. But sometimes you say, well, gee, uh, I'm getting the person is getting, let's say they're getting older and they're driving and mm-hmm. wanted didn't have adequate insurance or or they just wanted to have an irrevocable trust, mm-hmm. a pure, where they can't be the trustee, they can't be the beneficiary, it's just a pure irrevocable trust, it gives immediate credit protection. So sometimes people do that. So there's different ways of different types of trust. By the way, you could do trust in all sorts of different ways. Mm-hmm. It just depends. And if you didn't want to have a complete gift, so for like Medicaid, you do a different type of trust. Uh, where you do have elements of control, where you could be taxed on the income even if you didn't receive it. Uh, and then there's uh, also, there's uh, uh, for VA, we do it a different way. Uh, sometimes people have uh, split interest gifts, uh, split interest trust, uh, like charitable trust, or maybe a qualified personal residence trust, where if you have to live out a certain period of time mm-hmm. or to get the benefit. So there's lots of different types of trust and lots of different types of irrevocable trust. So if one people if people think of traditionally think of irrevocable trust, that wouldn't work for what we're talking about today. That you know, typically think of people people think about, oh, I want to be able to change things whenever I want. Well if you could do whatever you want, you get taxed on that. That wouldn't work to reduce assets by having irrevocable trust. If I'm in total control, then it's still part of my estate. Uh, so if we're worried about the estate tax uh, ex- uh, exclusion being reduced, you could use one of these types of irrevocable trust. Okay. Another thing you could do, you, know, you mentioned uh, public benefits. There's a thing called an ABLE account, particularly for people who are disabled. Um, Maybe we could talk about this if we talk about success stories. Uh, but an able count is for they want to encourage people who are disabled to be able to have a little bit more independence, maybe even work. Uh, and so you could give up to eighteen thousand dollars a year if the person was disabled before age forty six. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, you could give up to eighteen thousand in a, this able account, reducing the size of the account. And for your disabled, let's say, child or beneficiary that you may want, it will not uh, – dis- uh, normally if you give away money for Medicaid or it's a disqualifying event, and if you have too much resources, it's a disqualifying event. So you, if you had some loved one who was disabled before age 46, you can maximize and reduce the size of the state by $18,000 or whatever the annual exclusion Great. is by giving to the ABLE account. Excellent. Very promising um, very exciting, all the possibilities that people um, can utilize here to better their estate plan. Um, I've sat here now for 25 minutes of the program, and Michael has not read one thing. Uh, this all comes from his brain because he knows this so, so well. He is one very special and smart attorney, and then one you should hire, in my opinion. But see for yourself by attending his next workshop. That's Tuesday, January the 9th at 10 o'clock. Dial 214-720-0102 for that free estate planning essentials workshop. 214 214- 720-0102 or go to DallasElderLawyer.com DallasElderLawyer.com Our Dallas Elder Lawyer Michael Cohen Thank you very much, sir. Happy New Year. The record shows I took the blows And did it much.
leading estate planner practicing law in Dallas, Texas for decades now, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the estate planning laws that can affect your family and you. The first step is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on 770 KAAM since 2013, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate and complete what could currently be a deficient estate plan. Make sure it's done your way and sign up for his next workshop today.